Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday morning, January 23rd, 2024. Can you believe it? Already coming to an end of January. We've blown off our resolutions, right? What are we even living for anymore? I'll tell you what we're living for. Some Bachelor and Entertainment news, and you're going to get all of that in one place here on your bite-sized ride to work. Well, Wells Adams is in the news, and he's spilling the beans that he told Braden Bowers he shouldn't propose at the Golden Bachelor wedding. He said it was a two-for-one special, and that was pretty crazy. I'll share what he said. We've also got a Clayton Eckerd update, and I'll be covering the Bachelor premiere as our final segment of this podcast. That way, if you don't want any Bachelor updates, maybe you're a day behind. Uh, it's, of course, not a spoiler to share what happened on episode one, but I'll save it for the second half of this podcast. So anyway, here's what Wells had to say, who, you know, of course, Wells has become the sort of messenger, the uh, sort of PR person, the media head of Bachelor Nation slash bartender. He said, I think the most special moment was when Brayden asked Christina to marry him at the wedding. Uh, Wells Adams exclusively told the messenger while participating in the Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions at Lake Nona Golf and Country Club in Florida. It was a two for one special and that was pretty cray. I told him he shouldn't do it. But Brayden did ask Gary, and Gary gave the blessing. So I think once he gave the okay, it was okay. But yeah, you don't want to take the spotlight away from Gary and Teresa. But if anyone can do it, it's Brayden. He's the best, by the way. I love him. Uh, he says, I wish that Christina had come to paradise, because then we would have an even better story. I, too, was confused why Christina Mandrell didn't head to paradise. My guess is it wasn't her doing. They didn't know or think she would be a pivotal member. I don't know why she did maybe maybe the terms weren't right for her maybe she couldn't get a babysitter i truly don't know but my guess is is they passed on having her which is too bad too little too late she is now wifeyed up or at least engaged to be wifeyed up to Braden bowers they both live in my now home state of tennessee that's right well, we've got a lot to cover. Like I said, I'm going to have some wild revelations from the Clayton Eckerd scandal. Yes, it is ongoing. I officially booked my flights back to Los Angeles, as you guys know, moved a week ago, but I am set for my court date on February 8th of 2024. And I, I tell you what, I need an airline's, uh, <laughs> I need an airline's uh, uh, sponsorship here because need a refundable airlines because you don't know if a fellow podcaster is going to drop her lawsuit against you. Uh, use your Amex American Express Platinum card for five times the rewards points and go to the lounge. You know, one of those things would be nice. Uh, either way, um, I'll be giving you some more updates on all of that. Plus, on today's Patreon, um, I'm not going to be doing a work with Dave. I'm having... Uh, I'm, well, I might. I might log on for a few minutes, but I'm going to be uploading the 12-minute tour of my new home. At least most of the home. Lots of boxes still. It's hard to work full-time and also unbox everything. I'm still living out of one suitcase as I slowly uh, learn what an actual walk-in closet looks like. You mean to tell me Nashville had all of this space? I didn't know any of this. Absolutely amazing. 
All right, well, let's jump into some entertainment news. Jason Kelsey, who just announced he'll be retiring from professional football, older brother of Travis Kelsey, adorably carries a young fan to meet Taylor Swift in their suite. The shirtless Eagle star braved the elements in the raucous Buffalo Bills crowd to help a young girl wave to the superstar. It's an amazing video. I'd share it with you, but this is an audio-only podcast. He literally climbs out of the suite, of course, any suite with Taylor Swift in it is just, I mean, you know, you know, as big as the Beatles were, I don't think they were ever as big as Taylor Swift is now. And um, he climbed out of his suite, shirtless, probably wasted, grabbed a couple of young Taylor Swift fans and, and, and literally carried them up to the window. So, and again, I don't know if they even knew what football, you know, they're not football fans. They literally showed up to get seats at the section that that would be, you know, front facing to Taylor Swift. Oh, isn't it a good time to be alive? We absolutely love it. Well, not all Taylor Swift news is good news. She, uh, there was a man busted near her New York city townhouse twice in three days. Taylor Swift had the same dude who was busted at her place this weekend show up on her doorstep again. And best believe cops showed up to handle it. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ the man who was cuffed and hauled away Saturday while trying to access Taylor's New York City townhouse had the gall to swing by her pad yet again on Monday, something her security team and surrounding neighbors immediately noticed. We're told the head of Taylor's security immediately called cops when the dude arrived, and our sources say everyone reported the same thing, namely that he was just lurking. By the way, I saw the photo of him. He looks pretty deranged. I mean, look, yeah, sure, it's the land of the free. You're allowed to lurk, I guess, but what you can't overlurk, you know? He overlurked his welcome, I guess. Considering what happened a couple days ago with this fella, that's a huge problem, and we're told New York Police Department officers eventually arrived at the scene but couldn't immediately find the man. However, it didn't take long to track him down. He was around the corner. Sources say they found less than a block away from Taylor's residence, and that's where this interaction with the cops went down. Officers once again throwing him in handcuffs and into the back of one of their police cruisers. This is what our tax money is going to, folks. I mean, scary stuff regardless, but also, I don't know. I mean, no offense, but like, can't you stand out in front of Taylor Swift's property in New York City? I mean, it's public property. What do I know? All right, well, let's. Uh, here's another somber story. Martin Luther King's youngest son, Dexter Scott King, died at 62, prostate cancer battle. Dexter Scott King, the youngest son of Martin Luther King Jr., has died, and the King Center announced the sad news on Monday, noting Dexter succumbed to prostate cancer, which he seems to have been dealing with privately behind the scenes. The organization added his wife, Leah Weber King, was with him during his death. And she said he transitioned peacefully in his sleep at home with me in Malibu. All right. Well, I've got some other news involving Hugh Hefner, a few non-bachelor stories involving the Grand Ole Opry, and then we'll get to all of your bachelor news. Again, all of that and more right after this break. Look, I know some people find this interesting and some people don't. Hey, who am I kidding? Most of you find this interesting. The Jane Doe that's, uh, you know, uh, embroiled in a lawsuit battle with Clayton Eckerd. She ditched her deposition last week on this afternoon or no, this morning's YouTube channel. It, it, I'm going to be sharing the response from Clayton Eckerd's side. Again, it's just literal, uh, literary genius what's going on over there. They're using metaphors and similes 
stories and uh, uh, symbolism, and they are just they are just painting her in this in this position that you know she's she's feeling bad because she's saying they're embarrassing her, but they're really just sharing the truth. And uh, as they put it, of course, nobody wants to be deposed when they've been lying, lying and perjuring themselves. Uh, but uh, you know, it's interesting to see what can be done legally as they continue to illustrate their responses, not just for the judge to read, but, you know, for the public at large. Here's what, here's just a a tiny smidge of what they said. I had to clip this. Petitioner, who, by the way, is Jane Doe, is not special. Respondent Clayton Eckerd does not doubt that petitioner will be annoyed or embarrassed by examination by oral deposition. But if that were the legal standard to oppose a deposition, position, the exception would swallow the rule. Every litigant is uncomfortable being deposed. And it goes on and on. Wait till I read this for you on today's YouTube channel. I mean, I can't do it justice here. By the way, if you didn't pick up on that, uh, those those are... I mean, those are haymakers. Of course, she's accusing him of being pregnant with her unborn twins. Well, now she's no longer pregnant. And of course, he's filing to find out why she's no longer pregnant and trying to get the records to prove she was never pregnant, which, by the way, I anxiously await as I, you know, am being charged with harassment. Or at least she's accusing me of that. Uh, she's accused me of revenge porn, and she's called the FBI on me. I mean, this is this needs to end. And by the way, she only, according to Clayton, had uh, oral sex with him, which is why this statement makes it so much more interesting. Again, I'll read it one more time. Um, you know, you trying to tell me they didn't know what they were doing? Respondent does not doubt that petitioner will be annoyed or embarrassed by examination by oral deposition. But if that were the legal standard to oppose a deposition, the exception would swallow the rule. Folks, folks, chef's kiss. Wow. And then I got this little moment here. We keep on finding new things within this court case. Uh, Clayton's lawyer, I mean, really just pitching a perfect game here, writes an urgent letter to Amazon.com legal department in North Seattle, Washington. Uh, Jane Doe versus Eckerd, Maricopa County Superior Court, spoliation notice. I don't know what a spoliation notice is, but I think that's their way of saying, don't spoil the evidence. Dear Amazon legal department, our firm represents Clayton Eckerd in a a court proceeding currently pending before Judge Mata in Maricopa County. Our firm also represented Mr. Eckert in a civil proceedings. We are requesting that Amazon preserve what we what may be critical evidence in both causes, specifically order and purchase history related to Jane Doe v. Clayton Eckert. This letter demands that Amazon preserve and not alter any evidence related to this matter, but not limited to order purchases associated with the following identifying information. The purchase history of any Amazon account associated with any of the following email addresses. And then they list seven or eight different Gmails and AOL. I'm surprised there's no GeoCities in there. Um, The itemized list of all products purchased from any of the above accounts made from May 1st to December 31st. I think what they're looking for is that prosthetic baby bump. Where did you buy it? Where did you get it? Now listen, as I mentioned before, I have sources pouring in. We could have used them a few months ago, but of course, they probably wanted to wait for the system to play out. And as they see that she's possibly getting away with this uh, even more, I have this to report to you. And again, you have to trust my vagueness. 
as you know, people close to me know a little bit more about the truth here, but in order to protect the sources, I have to be as vague as possible. There are people that say that this behavior by Jane Doe has gone on way before victim number three, which is Clayton, way before victim number two, which is Greg Gillespie, and way before victim number one, which is Michael. So who's victim zero and where does the list go on? Will other people be coming forward? I'm not just taking their word for it. I am getting their phone numbers, doing FaceTime calls. These are people that do not want to be exposed for fear of the wrath of one Miss Jane Doe. While I've got the platform to handle it, ladies and gentlemen, not everybody is so privileged to be able to, I don't know, uh, spike back some of these vitriolic serves being sent their way. I'll tell you who's doing a great job with it, though. Woodnick Law, the law firm representing Clayton Eckerd. I would not be surprised if documentaries are made about this one day. I have been approached And again, it's not for money, but I've been approached to share the truth. And just like Woodnick, I would like my name to, uh, you know, to be on the side of truth here. And just like Woodnick, who has been accused of wild things, and just like myself, who's been dragged into court, I do believe she has effed with the wrong people. Either way, we'll get to some Bachelor news in a few minutes, some non-Clayton you know, some non Bachelor news. But here's a weird one. Grand Ole Opry apologizes after effing hammered L. King, cusses and flubs her way through Dolly Parton tribute. The Grand Ole Opry has apologized to fans after outrage over an embarrassing appearance by an apparently drunken L. King during a Dolly Parton tribute Friday night, describing herself as effing hammered. The singer cussed during the traditionally family-friendly show, awkwardly bantering with hecklers and failed to remember the Parton song she was supposed to sing as part of the birthday salute. Let me tell you something. Nobody, nobody messes with Dolly Parton. If she's not the most beloved person out there, I don't know who is. She's, she's the female version of The Rock. You know what I mean? Like, we love Dolly. And even the Opry's account on X, formerly known as Twitter, had commented, we deeply regret and apologize for the language that was used during last night's second Opry performance. Although angry reactions were widespread among country fans, the statement came in response to an attendee at the Ryman Auditorium performance who wrote on X, L. King ruined the night with their horrible, drunk, and profane performance. Hey, haven't you guys ever showed up to work drunk and sworn at somebody? No, come on. uh, Have a little respect for Dolly Parton here. Dolly Parton would have been mortified for our first time at the Opry. It was a shame we all had to witness that. It was such a disappointment to spend $300 on tickets for a show where one of the artists ruined an entire night. Okay, well, calm down. You know, don't get all crazy on me. You spent $300. She didn't ruin the entire night. She had a few F-bombs. All right, how about this? Uh, Let's share this story. Mean Girls actress, have you watched the new Mean Girls? Renee Rapp. uh, Apparently, she starred on the Broadway revival and now is in the movie version comes out of the closet as an ageist. Uh, She's, I guess, born in, what, the year 2000, which makes her a Gen Z. Apparently, she doesn't like millennials. Oh, boy, us millennials. We've Hey, what, what what have we ever done that's so bad? We're fighting against the man. We entered multiple recessions. We're trying our best. Have a listen. Who do you think you'd be besties with in real life? Like, kinda. 
There's something. There's something about Karen that's just so funny to me. Yes, she's uh, so yes. funny, and I'm very ageist, but like you're very, ageist. I am actually. You don't like older people, are you or to say that? what? No, <laughs> no. Okay, you yeah. are ageist. Okay, we gotta dig. Okay, screw the bobbing heads. Happy we gotta dig into this. Yeah. Okay. So you're a little ageist. So at this point, there was a whole segment they were doing, and Andy Cohen goes, "All right, forget the segment. Tell us more about this." Yes. But oh, okay. 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 Well, okay. let me ask you this. I mean. Am, are you ageist towards me? No, no. Okay. No, All right. Okay. Just curious. Okay. okay. You just what? Uh, would you, uh, okay. Okay. Um, you just look down on older people or don't care for them? You just you, don't, you don't care want them for driving them. on the road. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I feel yeah, like the get driving, off the, the driving thing has got to go. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. All right. No, I just feel like. I don't know. I just right. was always like the young one in situations. Right. And, like, like millennial women were always like coming for me. Right. Yeah. Okay. I was like, shut up. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you have a bunch of Gen X people that feel okay that her gripe is actually with millennials. Get older one day. I fear. Okay. Yes. <laughs> no, you don't fear. Why well, fear? fear? Embrace it. I fear because I'm ageist, so I talk no, to No, I understand. Man, but you want to live. Yeah. No, I want to live. I mean, that's it, right, folks? She says, I fear of getting old one day. And then the, everyone else goes, well, you have to embrace it. And she goes, well, that's the problem. I hate older people, and I'm going to be one of them. And say, hey, listen, welcome to life. You know what I mean? I, on the inside of my eyelids, I feel like a young punk. Then I look at myself in the mirror, and I think, I need to drink more water. I need to wear more, more sunblock. I need to slow this thing down called life. But here we are, folks. It's the one you're dealt. Oh, yeah. Isn't that always fun when you see, oh, I just love it. You see like a 22-year-old being like, oh, I'm so old. And it's like, honey, give it a minute. Just give it a minute. So here we have Gen Z. And I know I got a lot of millennials out there. Oh, God bless my millennial ladies. Who we, we, we still feel hot. We still feel young. Uh, but to Gen Z, we are just old with our skinny jeans and our Britney Spears low-cut hip riders and our tramp stamps oh i know i'm speaking to a mom out there right now driving a minivan with a tramp stamp somebody take a photo and post it we'll share it uh yeah much love if you're out there listening and you're a mom and you're 39 and you're an elderly millennial and you're thinking about the good old days where you sang green day and maybe uh you know went to some middle school dances all high off a surge energy drink you think about how fast life hits you with that tramp stamp how faded that tramp stamp you know what i mean i shouldn't call it a tramp stamp it's a it's a lower back snack okay well i got the hiccups now all right let's take a break this is a good part to do that and we'll be back with some bachelor recap for you right after this all right now i do my play-by-play recap on youtube where i give you all of the x's and o's of all the little minutiae that happened but i kind of wanted to give the podcast a, a larger view of what i thought of the season i thought it was very interesting that they did a cold open again a cold open is uh, you know not no music just a very silent and solemn opening of joey crying at the proposal uh whatever they call that platform the proposal platform platform there on the beach. He's sweaty, he's crying, and he sincerely thinks something just happened that has never happened before on the show. I really like how they sucked the sort of dramatic user in to them with this very simple and very quiet opening. Then they do the rewind, of course, and he gets back to opening limos. I have to tell you, a lot of people wowed me. I think my favorite, I don't you you might not agree with me, but as a as a guy, my favorite was Maria. 
Maria just, I'm telling you, she comes in there. She's got that raspy voice like she's just been yelling at a Walmart employee all day. You know what I mean? Absolutely fantastic. I don't know. Some people, I think Steve was con- calling, uh, you know, was comparing her to like a Corinne. But she is very unique in that she's got the dark hair, dark features. Uh, she's just tailor-made for Bachelor in Paradise. I don't know if I see her being a match for uh, Joey, but I do see her going a long way because she's interesting. She gives you a point of view, and a lot of people don't give you that much of a perspective. Daisy was an example of someone who gave a great perspective. Daisy, rather than show off to Joey about what she is or where she's from or all of this, Daisy spent most of her early conversations sort of giving to Joey, saying, I hope you have a great time. Don't second guess yourself. You know, she did She did so much giving that I think she was surprised when Joey ended up giving her a big old smooch. So very interesting to see them. Of course, Lexi is going to be a bombshell. She's got Bachelor in Paradise written all over her. She's kind of like the uh, the opposite, the yin-yang, uh, yin the opposite of Glitter Jess. Uh, but this season's Jess... Uh, turned out to be, what was that? That was Boat Girl, right? Was this season's just the Boat Girl? And she just went in for it hot. She, I mean, I was surprised. She really came out of there, you know, guns blazing. You know, everyone, you know, she brought a gun to a knife fight. She comes rolling up in the boat. Next thing you know, she's up below deck, if you know what I mean. Uh, you want to, you want some of this below deck energy? And she gave it to him uh, from one boat captain to another. Aye, aye, captain. She's the captain now. So, so she's obviously going to be hated by the audience uh, because, you know, she not only gets that first smooch, but goes in and tells all the other ladies they got this first smooch. I mean, you might recognize some other people got a kiss. And when 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 confronted, hey, did you get a kiss? They said, oh, yeah, just a peck. You know, no big deal. I think Lexi was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough position because anything, you don't want to look like you're the threat because then the women naturally will gang up on you. I mean, the men do it too. Whenever there's a threat, Thomas from Katie season, you know, whenever there's somebody that, look, you know, Olivia back in the day, Caridi, you know, when you look like that early threat, they're coming for you. Well, the big news of the season premiere turned out to be Leia. Remember Leia? She was on the, I guess, I'm trying to remember. Was it the after the final rose from charity season? Whatever it was. And she received the, uh, is almost like the golden ticket. She received this special envelope, but no one knew what it was. And of course, it was revealed it was a steal a one-on-one date. So she was granted the power to steal a one-on-one date, which immediately made her cry. And I tell you what, you, you, you can never tell when people are glammed up what their real personality is going to be like. But on photo alone, a photo alone, I mean, I was looking at Leia as kind of a baddie. You know, I was like, oh, Leia's going to come out here and show people what's up. She's kind of got that. I mean, she's a, you know, cute, you know, whatever. Nope. Immediately, she's teary-eyed. She goes, oh my gosh, all these women are great. I'd hate to steal a vote. I'd hate to win something. I don't want to win a date based on some gimmick. And, you know, when when forced to share with the, all the ladies uh, what this uh, sort of in-the-envelope thing was, she said, I can't do it. She said, I can't do it. 
And she uh, took that envelope and she chucked it, as you do, right into the fireplace. So very interesting stuff there. And, uh, you know, I mean, so much more to get into. We'll cover most of it on the YouTube. We had the sisters, younger sister got the first smooch. Um, and uh, who stayed, who went, I'll cover all that on YouTube in case you're still listening and haven't watched it yet. Uh, but this season had the most uh, contestants to start and a lot of tennis puns, a lot of them. Uh, but we'll have to see. I mean, I'd love to know. Reach out to me either on Dave Neal Community on Facebook or in the YouTube comment section. I wish we had a comment section here. I'd love to know your thoughts on uh, you know what worked, what didn't. There was, of course, some shotgunning of beers, which is always fun. Uh, Chandler, God bless Chandler with the Friends reference. We loved it. You gotta, you know, again, I'm just telling you, I was I was gonna be very upset if anyone made like a, a sort of uh, jacuzzi hot tub joke. No one, no, everyone played it safe, which is always good. Uh, God bless Chandler there, and yeah, uh, we'll have to see. So much. I mean. He's got a, an autumn. Autumn was great. I'm just looking at the board here. You know, autumn, he, he was like, she was like, oh yeah, you know, she had a great intro. She didn't introduce her name. She said, what's your favorite season? And he was like, well, I like spring. I like summer. Um, she's like, just waiting for him to say fall. He's like, I like, um, I like uh, winter. She's like, all right, my name's autumn. He's like, oh boy. Okie dokie. Well, there they are. All right. So Again, we'll have more on this with more visuals, of course, on today's YouTube. And then as it works out with a lot of these premiere nights, a lot of information comes out later in the day. I'm already telling you right now, we're going to have a ton of content to work through. We got Kylie and Avon, you know, their breakup. She called them out for cheating. She's going to be telling her story on Nick Vial's podcast. There's going to be other things. Like I said, Clayton Eckert, I'm going to be reading the full response to the no-show of the deposition. Uh, it might might be a bloody Tuesday. I'm calling it right now. It's going to be a wild day. Strap in. Go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal if you want to see the home tour. And I've got so much else coming up. I've got shows coming up outside of Nashville and maybe even Phoenix. I'm working on parts of Alabama, Atlanta. I'm going to be all over the place, folks. What you can do to get alerts when I'm in your area is sign up for my newsletter. Go to linktree.com slash Dave Neal. You can click on the newsletter there. I'll post a link in the description below, but again, that's linktree.com slash Dave Neal. All you do is type in your, you know, your name. I, I send like one email a month. I only send it when I'm coming to your town for shows and other important information, but that's where you can go to get that. And I look forward to making you laugh in person. In the meantime, we got a lot to get to today. So I'll be back later on this afternoon for my afternoon episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.